What is going on, everybody? I am Greg Hellback, and my co-host, Michael Pinter, and I are bringing you another episode of the New York Real Estate Investing Show. This show is all about how to be successful in New York State, one of the best places and one of the most difficult places to do business in. And each and every week, Michael and I are going to bring awesome content to everybody who wants to learn how to do this business successfully in New York. Between the both of us, we have done hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of deals. We've made millions of dollars and we've also made a ton of mistakes. So if you want to try your best to avoid those mistakes, definitely take a listen to this podcast. Every single week, we are going to provide actionable tactical steps on how you can be successful investing in the Empire State of New York. Stay tuned and welcome to the show. All right, today is the second episode of the marketing mini series. Today, we're going to cover a very popular, trendy message or marketing channel called text message marketing. I'm sure everyone listening has a phone and they text people that they know. So, we're going to talk today about how to text message market for deals, right? And this is a channel, Michael does more of it than I do, that was not around about three or four years ago. It was, it was non-existent and no one even thought you could do this. And uh, since, since then, there are su- numerous platforms out there that have gotten very popular that have pretty much made this one of the most popular channels for getting deals all across the country from San Diego out to Montauk, from Seattle to Miami. This is like everywhere you go, people are sending text messages to try to buy properties and they're doing it very successfully. And I figured today we would talk about that because this is a better channel, in my opinion, if you don't have as much money to get some momentum right away because you're, it's just going to be cheaper to get in front of people and get your message out. So Michael, what are your thoughts on text message marketing? You, you definitely know more about it than I do. And you've probably bought more houses via text than I have because I've only done a handful of them, but they've been big deals. It's funny. Texting is something where a person's opinion about text has has a lot of sway in what they think about it. So you'll talk to someone who will say, yeah, like texting's great. And then you'll talk to someone who'll go, you can't text someone. Some people see texting as a very private thing. And you, you, when you text out, you get people who say something like, how'd you get this number? Like even like they are, they're almost offended that you're marketing to them via text. I've had people call me and say, like, give me a lecture that this is not, this is not professional. Yeah. And the truth is it works, right? You need a lot of yeah. text to get a deal. But I know people, I'm sure you know people who really their whole business either is based on texting or grew exponentially by texting. You know, Jimmy Ogle in uh, Oklahoma City, guy buys 20, over 20 houses a month, basically went from like a few houses a month to 20 houses a month just by texting. Um, and it's, a, it's an interesting platform. And it's a platform that may, may go away, right? It may not be yeah. around in five years. It may be around, but it's very, very interesting because whatever your own opinion is of text, if you're somebody who just hates texting, you may not like it. Or if you think it's like way too personal, you may not like it. But the truth is, if you have a decent list, it, it definitely works. 100%. And the thing I've noticed with texting by doing, I've done, a, I did, I've done more texting actually out in California. So that market, San Diego is one of the most competitive markets in the entire country. And I, I, I committed to texting and I said, this is going to work. So let's just start with can you just give the high level, I'll give the high level overview on it. So basically what we're talking about is that when you have a list of prospects that you want to buy houses from, from list source or prop stream or listability, instead of mailing them out and, and sending a postcard to every single address on that list, you skip trace that list, which just means that you retrieve the phone numbers from the list from a service provider like Skipforce or Skip Genie, or there's tons of them out there, Batch. 
And you actually upload those phone numbers then into a software in my, I think the best way to do it is through a software. It's like anywhere from 500 to a thousand a month. It's not that expensive compared to the, the leads you're going to get. And you actually, the software, like I use one called Lead Sherpa, and I've also used this one called Launch Control, which Michael knows more about than I do. You, you, you are a VA. In the beginning, I recommend you do it so you understand how it works. And then once you know how to do it, you have a VA do it or an assistant. You actually click to send every single message. And the reason you do that is I'm not an attorney, nor is Michael, but that is technically TCPA compliant. Mm-hmm. So you're not necessarily spamming somebody. If you upload a list into another texting software that doesn't do that, and it just sends like a mass blast, that's when you can kind of get into more trouble. So by doing that, you're able to number one, you send a crap load of messages out in a very short period of time. Because if you're just clicking like this, you can get hundreds of messages out in 15 minutes or less. And what that will do is it triggers a lot of responses. And then inside the software, you can basically prune out the responses and suppress the ones who are garbage and then take the ones who are interested and then move them eventually into your CRM, which is your, just your database of people to where you can then work them as a lead. Is that, did I miss anything there in the texting process? I don't think so. Maybe just the fact that I mean, you can text, you know, one by one on your phone, you can use a Google voice number. It's free. Yeah. But it's not efficient because A, no. you're typing numbers and B, you, you're going to miss text, right? If you send out 100 of those, you, know, you may look through 40 of them and 41st, you scroll down. So the texting software, as you said, so LeadSherpa really was the first one. I, I, I love that one. I, I like LeadSherpa a lot. Um, you were at the John Martinez Coronado. It was thing, just right? coming out. It was That's what Jason Nickel actually like said. It's not Red ready carpet yet, rollout. Right? Right. Yeah. Yeah, we rolled it out. So I used them when he started and I moved to launch control later because uh, I thought there were some better efficiencies to it. But one of the big things is that on your initial text, you're only going to get like seven or eight possible responses. So on the software, it has got a quick response for all those things. So you can easily respond the initial response really quickly. That saves a lot of time. You don't really have to think much because almost every response is going to be like a no. Yes. Um, how'd you get my number? Who is your this? Offer. What's your offer? So you, quick responses saves a tremendous amount of time too. So it's it's extremely uh, much much more extremely efficient to use a soft, one of those softwares that software programs that you said. And there are others like Roar, REI, Text, all kinds of things now. Batch, but, yeah, there's there's tons of them. right Batch, but there's but I would say that um, that uh, the, the two big ones that we that we both have used are uh, Lead Sharp and Launch Control. Yeah. And the thing with texting, and we'll make this relevant to New York, because I've done it in New York as well. And the biggest difference that I saw was that people in the tri-state area by nature are more skeptical. So I found there is more reluctance in New York than there were in California. California, there was more people who are like, hey, I got seven of these today, (laughs) which is (laughs) pretty common. I got a a lead in San Diego yesterday. And the guy was like, I got three postcards today. And I'm like, well, thanks for calling me, you know, so <laughs> made him an offer this morning, but you know, like it, the people in New York are, are going to be more skeptical of the message. However, there's less people in New York that are doing this. So you're going to be able to get more deals ultimately because of that. So uh, what have you seen in Long Island? Cause that's even more crazy than where I'm, where, where I do business. So it's funny. There, there, I do get some people who say, you know, this is the fifth time you text, even if it's the first time I texted yeah, The yeah. fifth time you texted me, I told you to stop. You get some of that. Well, I'm not the only person doing it, right? There's, there's, I know a few other people, some of them who I've trained, who are using launch control in New York. But as we've said before, one of the huge advantages of New York is there's really a lot less competition than in other places. And um, 
because of that, I, you know, I've got, I just, did I just close the deal that I got off SMS? Um, I just locked up a deal uh, that I got off texting from, uh, from launch control. I mean, the guy said yes in December and now it's August, but, but, uh, but it's going to be like a $60,000 deal. So texting works. The idea that texting doesn't work um, is just, just not right. It just, you do need a lot. You do need to send out a lot of texts to get a deal. You have to understand. No, that's a good, that's a good note to make because at the end of the day, I think expectations are the number one thing when you're doing marketing, whether you're texting or mailing. And the biggest trade-off I'd say texting versus mail is that it's going to cost less in money, but it's going to cost more in time. So let me unpack that. So I recommend if you've never done texting before, you need to do it on your own to know how to manage people. I've seen a lot, like there's texting done for you services out there if you want to do that. But at the end of the day, that's just as expensive as mail. In, in San Diego, for example, my cost per buy, because I, I know San Diego better than New York for texting, my cost per buy through text was $6,000. Cost per buy through text, right? which is expensive. It seems know? good for San Diego, though. It was good because the profit was high, but like a lot of people, like in, in, you know, we know people in fuel and their cost per deal is like a thousand bucks, you know, on text and it's, yeah. you know, but they're not making a lot of money on those deals. So my cost per deal was $6,000. And what that equated to was really, it was the buying the data. I had to send a lot of messages and then a lot of, and I had to pull the phone numbers and it just the sheer amount, I think it was like 40 or 50,000 texts to get one deal right out, out in San Diego, which is nuts. I mean, this market is absolutely pandemonium. There's millions of people living here. There's dozens and dozens of investors. So that's that that was expected, but I knew that number going in and I had the right expectations. And it took, I think it took, I, I committed to texting in like June and I had money in my bank account from a done deal in like September. So it was a pretty quick sales cycle, but the sales cycle, California is shorter, but Nonetheless, and then I had another deal after that where I made a lot of money on from text. So it, it ended up, I ended up getting about a, about a 10 to one return on the, on the ad spend at the end of the day, which is phenomenal. It's awesome. It was really good. Yeah. I was, <laughs> I had a few deals in the air and I was telling my buddy, cause he was texting and we were kind of in San Diego and I'm like, yeah, if this one deal closes, I'll get like a 10 to one return on my ad spend. He's like, that's really good. I'm like, yeah, but like, right. it's a shitload of work, you know? So anyway, Let's get into some some numbers and expectations. You do this, your your team does this a lot. So, what are you guys doing on a, on like a daily or a weekly text message like kind of flow? And then, what are some like expectations and responses and not responses like numbers that you're seeing in your business and in, in Nassau mostly? Right now, I think we're sending out uh, three or four batches a day of 150. So between 450 and 600 texts a day. New texts a day. New texts a day. I don't count like how many responses or things like that. Yeah. Um, and we're probably getting a lead a day. That's really good. So maybe That's a lead really every good. two days. Um, and I think we need, uh, yeah, I mean, we need, we need around 10,000 texts to get a deal. That's what I'm coming up with around 10,000. That's a try. I don't, those numbers, I'm not hundred percent, but I think that's pretty around 10,000 texts to get a deal. My hair was just sticking straight up. <laughs> I washed it last night. The shampoo was like half water, half shampoo. So it was like, kind of like quirky. But anyway. Go to La Costa. They have really good. Uh, really yeah. Good oh, yeah. It's right up in the hill. That's a nice area. I yeah. have La Costa shampoo in my in my bathroom. And my wife still buys from them every time I run. <laughs> that's funny. Maybe you guys should move to San Diego. <laughs> oh, anyway, so that's really good. Uh, because it, 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 I found... I stopped texting in San Diego. This is a while ago now. My number slowly diminished. I got a 10 to one return ultimately, which was great. 
But it started to get to where Sherpa actually flaked out because you couldn't send Verizon numbers and everything was getting blocked. But, and we'll get into that in a minute. At the end, before I stop, it was 3,000 text messages to one lead in San Diego. 3,000 text messages to one lead, not right. deal. I'm probably so, around, a I'm probably a thousand. A thousand, yeah. yeah. So I looked at it, I said, all right, unless I want to send 9 billion text messages, I'd rather just, you know, go, go a targeted approach, which I ended up doing successfully. So you got to understand with texting to make this applicable for the listener. Texting is almost like a jet ski, right? It's it goes very fast and you can go neander around cones and stuff like that. But the jet ski can turn so quick. You, the thing turns quickly. You got to be careful on it because it's fast and it moves a lot, right? Mail is like a cruise ship. It's got a, it takes a lot of momentum to get going, but once you turn the cruise ship, you know, it doesn't really like mail isn't going to change overnight. Texting could change like a jet ski overnight. And next thing you know, you're, you know, you're turning around a cone and you're back at the beach, but a cruise ship, it takes a long time to turn that around. So I have found that the text messaging systems almost change on a weekly basis at this point. So what have you seen? I mean, we're recording this at the end of 2020, it's August, 2020 or 2021. Sorry. Mm -hmm. What have you seen? change in the text message field compared to when you started from like a like a compliance and a uh, yeah let's, let's talk about that so i think J jason lewis put it best he goes you know the 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 government has been trying to stop marketing via text for a while they see us as a pro they see marketers as a problem government is not very good at solving problems but over the last couple of years the carriers have sort of taken it on themselves and private industry is really good at solving problems. So each of the carriers have separate requirements about what they need. And what it's done is it, and, and there's recent legislation, it's made it a lot harder for these texting programs to get their messages out without getting flagged or without getting their number blocked. Yeah. So um, there are, one of the reasons why, why I like launch control better is because I feel like they have a pretty good handle on staying ahead of the carriers. Now yeah. that may not now that may not last forever, right? It may we may be in a situation in three years from now where it's just impossible to send out more than fifty texts a day. Um, but I think that there'll always be this cat and mouse game between the, the service providers that we use and the carriers, and the carriers really don't want us to do what we do because people have complained to them about it, and hopefully they'll hopefully I actually hope it does get harder. Like the, the new yeah. legislation that came out, which sort of got pushed off a year, was supposed to happen in June, says that you need to sort of register a number and say that you're you and you and, and say that you're sending out messages and then sort of explain who you are. I sort of think some legislation like that might be really good because the fly-by-night guys won't do it and the decent guys might be able to do it. I mean, I don't know how the legislation is going to come out. So like I, I have no problem um registering and being available for that. So I don't know what's going to happen in the future, but but it's been much harder. So a company like Launch Control makes you create, it's very hard to get set up the first time because you need to create multiple messages and each of those messages has to have multiple words that can be used. Yeah, like, the spinner tokens. Right. They don't want they don't want the same message going out multiple times because they feel like so that they so think about all the things going on. These services get multiple phone numbers, right? They might give you 30 different phone numbers and they're sending out different messages on each of those phone numbers, and they don't even want that message to be the same on the sec second time it uses that number. So think about the software that's going on in the background. They're putting every time a different word with three, di nine different variations of each message, five messages. So that's 45 different possibilities and being sent out on different lines. 
they're trying to stay ahead of the carriers because the carriers are looking to block people that are like us that are marketing. They're doing that. And at the same time, like the, the amount of messages that are coming out of the software from all the users, basically during business hours, doesn't matter what time zone you're on. Right. It's like chaos. So the, the thing I noticed, at least when it started declining a little bit was like the message deliverability rate. Cause on these softwares, you can see your stats, the deliverability rate was dropping because I think the carriers were starting to pick up that it was a, a spam ish message, like a marketing message. Right. And then that's where there was the ultimate, the, the, the lead cost started rising. And I'm like, oh, this is starting to get a little bit tricky now. So you always got to be able to be on top of that. And I, I will agree with you. Launch control, definitely. They're, they're, they're probably the more straightforward approach with it. Like I think Sherpa now you have to like, you know, have some Twilio account and it gets really techy, like really tech. You have to have a Twilio account and then it's got to be linked to this and that. And then you can only send out a certain amount of Verizon, whatever launch control, the spinner token, even though it is a pain in the ass, I've actually, I paid them to just make it for me. I said, listen, what does it cost for your team to build this for me? Cause I don't really want to do this. This is just not like a, a high dollar per hour activity trying to code text messages. So I paid them to do it for me for like 500 bucks and they took care of it. So I was able to get those messages out. But the big thing I've noticed is like when leads do come in from text messaging in New York, okay, most of those sales are going to be long-term follow-ups. So I think the problem with texting, just like direct mail is when the responses come in and they're not like F you, a new investor or even investor who's never done marketing who might be experienced is like, oh my God, nobody wants to sell me their house at a discount and just jump off a cliff. It's like, no, 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 no. Once the biggest thing with texting that I, I looked for when I was doing it extensively was we need to pull the people who are somewhat interested out of the software, put them in the system and work them like a lead instead of like trying to do it all in the system or try to buy it over text message, which would be impossible. Like actually nobody who Don Costa made like 150 grand in the Bay area literally buying a house through a text message it does, it does, even, it does happen yeah. sometimes crazy people, we know people that have done it we know besides don there are other guys one of the mistakes so this is funny so when i started getting into this right and i started with lee chirper really when lee chirper started so jason nickel built lee chirper he was the first guy to do this and he said your goal is to get him off of text and onto phone and that's that doesn't always apply and it's a mistake that i've made that i'm having my team go back and look at because i've got a lot of people over the years who have said to me yeah, I'm interested in selling. And my next answer to them is, can we get on the phone to talk about it? And a lot of people ghost you at that point. They mm -hmm. don't want to get on the phone to talk about it. The truth totally is, I should go back to those people and say, I used to look at the cell. We can stay on text if you prefer. What are you eating, man? What was that, pizza? Mango. Oh, okay. Dried mango? Yeah, I'm hungry, man. Okay. Um, so I, I need to look back. So the, the idea that you need to bump somebody off onto the phone I don't know if that's true. And I'm sort of rethinking that. I think, I think there are people who could stay on text, at least stay on text longer to get more information from them to see if they're qualified lead. I got to go back. I'm having my team go back and look at people because I, I flagged them all in the system with a tag. And we should go back and see if those people, you know, can maybe want, maybe want to sell a property on via text. But, uh, but what you said is hundred percent true in that you, you're you're never ever going to buy the property in that software. You you need to follow up and treat it as a regular lead. As soon as somebody raises their hand, you need to put it into your CRM and do the same follow up you would do with if they called you on a cold call if they responded to a to a to a piece of mail. Yeah, I've found too with texting. Like I, I'll give a case study on a deal I did, a big deal from texting. 
the guy got a text from me. He responded very late. Like he didn't respond right. Cause you're, it's like mail. You're going to get a lot of responses when you send them out. And then like it cools down and you get some people trickling in. This guy responded. He inherited the property. You know, it was in a shitty area. Most of the deals in San Diego I've done were in like shitty areas, which it's still expensive, which blows my mind. And I had to follow up. I personally followed up with this guy at least 35 times, if not 45 times. And eventually he sold me the property and made $70,000 on it. But he was a, that was a text message marketing lead. Like, so like, 100%. you know, and that, that campaign was like done the year prior. So you need to look at text messaging. Like you're looking at mail on like six to 12 month basis. I think you could probably do deals a little quicker through text. I just, because of the nature of that. I don't know. I, I haven't found it to be any quicker. Am I really, I found it to be the same, but same, but, but, um, oh, I just had something to say. Um, the sales cycle, like the, the speed to lead or whatever, the speed to. Oh, it's all good. Uh, it's going to come back to me soon, but I, I'll I let it marinate on it. Yeah, I have to let it marinate. Um, but but I think that you you need whatever the speed is uh, on texting. You need to treat it like other uh, methods. Like you can't think that I'm going to just treat it as a separate entity because it can't. Oh, now I got what I said. So here's my opinion on it. People disagree with me, but. So I pay a lot of money for the data. I get the data and I skip trace the data. I personally believe that a lot of these leads have a preferred method of communication. We don't know what that is, right? It might be an older person who doesn't even have a cell phone. They might be um, some 40 year old who never answers their phone and, they, and their message says, text me because I don't answer. I don't, I, I have friends who, who do that, who say- I kind of do that a little bit. Voicemail sure. is full, just text me. And they might be someone who will answer their phone every time. So I believe, right, I believe that I should be attacking this list of prospects in every way that I can. So I mail it every month. I'm going to try and call it every month. I'm going to try and text it every month. I'm going to try and RVM it every month. So you can look at it and say, hey, well, this channel is doing better than the other one. But I look at it and say, if I didn't RVM this guy and get this deal, I didn't really have a shot at any other way. I bought deals from when I started doing RVM, which is ringless voicemail. I thought this was the stupidest thing ever. Or I got a deal from it from somebody who, if I didn't RVM them, never would have gone. They, they, the they, person they, living they, in that lifted house in yeah, the house they, in they, the didn't, they didn't have a mailbox. They didn't have. They had a flip phone. They had no texting. There was no way to reach this person, but they listened to every freaking voicemail that left them, and that's how I made seventy thousand dollars on that deal. So that's how I look at it. I'm paying for the data. I want to attack the data every way that I can. That's how I look at it. Other people don't look at it that way. They're gonna med. Oh, this one is doing so well, because the truth is, my RVMs are really dirt cheap. My cold calling is not that expensive. Even when I pay for two cold callers in the Philippines, it's not expensive. And my texting, I really have my lead intake people do it on their off time. So I don't really spend much money for that. The mail costs a lot. The mail is my highest ROI. I think it's five, five to one I get on my mail. But that's how I look at it. So you, there's different ways to look at it, right? You could say, well, I need to do one and not the other. But for me, I'm like, I have prospects. I know there's deals in there. I'm going to hit them every way that I can. Texting is clearly one of the better ways because... Texting gets open is 100% open rate. I, I think mm -hmm. it's 85% of texts get read. It's a crazy number, right? Cold calling, you may not reach them. RVMs, they may just delete the message. Mail, they may dump their mail and not, they don't care. But they're probably going to read your text. So you're hoping that whatever, whatever prospects you have, the ones that are looking to sell, you're trying to hit them in a way. And texting really is a way that you can get them to see your message. 100%. And they're going to look, they're going to, 
they're going to see it and they're going to respond eventually too. Cause we have leads that trickle in sometimes, or when I was doing it a lot, they would come in down the line and, Oh yeah, I've had this message for a while. I I'm going to respond now. I had a guy one time, he got a mailer from me. I almost, I almost did a seller finance deal in New York, which is like seeing a pink Panther. And uh, he had like a wrap, it had to be a wraparound mortgage. It didn't work out, but he said that. Uh, and the point of this is like, you never know how they're going to respond. I got your mail or some other jerk off sent me a text. I would never respond to a text. Thanks for mailing me. And I've had that happen the other way. I've the had other someone way. say, I've had that you the send other me way. a text and I would never respond to some mail because you, you never know who you're dealing with. And at the end of the day, you're there to solve a problem. No, it's like, if you're there to solve a problem, whether you go on a bus or go on a motorcycle or go on a, in a Ferrari, you're going to show up in whatever vehicle to then solve the ultimate problem. So it doesn't really matter what ride you 100%. take there, you know? Absolutely. And you know, you know, when you're new, right, when you're new and somebody says something to you, like, I got a text from you, some jerk sent me a postcard, you start thinking postcards suck or the other way around. But as you do this for a bunch of years, like we have, we realize that it almost doesn't matter what they say. Like everybody's got a different, a different preference and you can't let minor anecdotal incidents affect your judgment about what works and what doesn't work. Because the truth is all these things work. And you know how we know they work? Because people with multi-seven figure businesses use them and they work for them. So yeah. you have to just, we just use it and 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 people are pissed off. I, just, I, get, I get lectures from people about what, how I do it. And I, I, I almost... You know, I get angry. I should just say thank you. Yeah. Like, okay. Like, can you please not lecture me? Like, don't don't tell me how to do my business. I don't tell you how to do yours. But um, you gotta you gotta just try a bunch of ways. But texting is texting is unique in that most people are gonna see your message, even if they don't respond, they're gonna see it most of the time. Which I don't know if it's true of, of all the other methods. I don't know if it's true. They're gonna see it and they're gonna remember it too because it's very invasive, you know, by nature. So the thing the thing I've noticed too with texting is like at the end of the day, like it, it, it's the, the people still like the, the product, like the, the ones that I've done through texting, and I'm going to share a case study on a one-off text deal. Cause I want to put some context on this. Like if they have a problem to solve, it, it doesn't really like, don't, I know we're beating a dead horse here, but don't think that because you wouldn't respond to a text message, you shouldn't send one. Like, that's where I see it's like, Oh, well, I would never, open my mail and call right. in the pizza guy sending me an offer. It's like, dude, you got to get out of your head and you got to understand that you are not your customer. Right. Yeah. And I think that's like a limiting belief that new people have, especially in New York where it is a little bit harder, like with the attorneys and stuff, they're so overwhelmed. It's like, yo, get the leads out, make some offers and track your numbers and then see where you're at. And don't think that just because you think they're not going to respond. Like you don't know if they're not going to respond until you send the damn messages anyway. Like, you until know, you, like, send a, until you send a lot. Not a lot of messages. Yeah. Yeah. Right. To the tune of tens of thousands, you know, so don't like, don't think that it's not going to work. Like you have to, I have a lot of, I do these free calls with people once a week, uh, you know, on Tuesdays or whatever. And like a lot of people, they're a little surprised with what I tell them. Like this one guy, I don't, I don't remember his name. I'm a little embarrassed, but basically he had all these questions for me and he was like trying to do nine different marketing channels. And I said, I might sound like a jerk off right here, but just bear with me. I said, dude, you're out of your effing mind. <laughs> and I said, and here's why. I said, if you're trying to do nine marketing channels and you've never, if you've done two, he's done, he did two deals and he's trying to do nine marketing. I said, dude, you need to pick one marketing channel and become Part a two. black belt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and, and you got to get really good at that to know how it works and why it works and then do another marketing channel. 
You know, don't try to do nine marketing channels at once because you're just going to fall on your face and you're not going to know what works and you're going to spend all your money and be pissed. So with texting, to make that relevant to this show, if you think text messaging is what you want to do to buy houses or apartments or whatever, you need to commit to doing the channel for at least six, 12 months on the daily basis. I, I think 12 to 18. 12 to 18 months, but even better on it. Just like you brush your teeth every day, hopefully you send your text messages every day. Just like you shower, hopefully, you send your text messages every day. And when you do that over a long period of time, the thing I love about marketing, direct marketing, is that it's basically math. You're, even a blind squirrel will find a nut. You will buy a house because you have ultimately sent enough messages to get enough leads to make enough offers to do the business you want to do. And then you'll obviously be able to repeat that. So I, I just see a lot of people, they... they they might not have a marketing background or they haven't been doing it for a year or for years and years and years. So I get it. But at the end of the day, it's not that hard to do. And a lot of it can be done through VAs because it's very simple. You just have to execute it daily. The execution is more important than the actual strategy with, with a lot of our marketing. It's not like we're, you know, doing advanced AI algorithm with every, with every marketing. And that's, yeah. and that's what separates and, and people don't understand that, but that's what separates the professionals from the, from the, from the amateurs and the people that don't last because they don't stick with it. They don't they do, stick so, with it. they do something for three or four months. They don't get the results they expect. And they just assume that it doesn't work. They bail. I can't, yep. How many, how many times have you heard? Well, I tried it, but the, you know, it didn't work for me. I yeah. heard it a thousand times, but I, I'm like, if you don't do it for 18 months, you don't know, you don't know if it works. You don't know if it works. The amount of, ang I, Michael, I get so many angry people calling me for mail. I'm just so numb to it now or with texting, whatever. Like I, if I heard this quote from Dan Kennedy, like if you don't have someone angry at you by noon, you're not doing enough marketing, right? Like I get people calling me up livid, 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 livid. And I know that means I'm doing enough marketing because you're going to get those types of people 100%. anywhere you go. Even on the internet, sometimes I get crazy ass people. They're angry for some reason, you know, that they want to sell a house. They happen to come to my website to, to opt into. I'm like, all right. right. You but, when you, but when you're new and you get that, that becomes your reality. And you think, well, I, I had so many people tell me, Every, I'm sure you've heard this one. Everybody wants full price. Everybody wants retail. Welcome to the club. I'm like, yeah, that's called all the time everywhere. <laughs> Everybody does. Doesn't matter what market you're in either. <laughs> doesn't matter what, what, doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter when it is. Okay. Everybody wants more money for it than possible. I, I just, I just left an appointment where she wants full price. I'm going to make her an offer $200,000 less than that. I probably won't buy the house, but you know what? I'm still making an offer and she knows that I'm there. I think she might, I think she, she doesn't understand the complexity of her problems, but but you got to make offers anyway. And it's very hard for people to do that, right? I'm training this guy. I'm coaching this guy. And he's going on appointments. And he's like, she wants $600,000. I can only pay four hundred. I go, then make an offer of four hundred. He goes, but she told me she only wants six hundred. I go, make an offer of four hundred. I go, you may be the only guy making the offer. And she Probably. may be pissed at you. But guess what? She may need to sell it at four hundred. <laughs> That's the truth, right? You, you, you never know. You never know. You got to make offers. I tell people all the time. That is the one building block as, as uh, the block, the brick, as Gary Harper says, the brick of our business is making offers. That is when I go an appointment, the first thing I do is write it on the board. So I know I make, I make an offer that day or the next day. Like I cannot I go longer. And it's so easy not to make offers, right? Because the guy doesn't seem that motivated or the guy wants too much. And, or the guy texted me that, you know, he wants a million dollars. But another way, the, one, of the, one of the quick responses, because you're going to get texts as we're talking about texting is, oh, for a million dollars, I'll sell it to you. So I respond, hey, have you thought about listing it? You know, that, that I, can't, I, I can't pay that much, but have you thought about listing it? Like, you don't say, fuck you. You say, okay, you know, I don't know if you can get that number, but let's talk about listing it. So, and I've gotten people who've gotten into the conversation. I've never ended up listing a property like that, 
But the idea is, even if somebody throws a crazy number out, you want to respond because circumstances change and motivation change. So somebody wants a million dollars for a $600,000 house today, maybe very willing to take $400,000 for that house in a year from now, or if something significant changes in their life. 100%. You never know until you make the offer. And that's the one thing that I track on the daily offers made because that feeds the whole entire machine feeds the whole entire machine. You got to make, if you get in the habit of making offers, like if you get in the habit of doing pushups, you're going to have big arms. You're going to have big bank account. Cause at the end of the day, it's, it's literally math, right? So I want to end this episode with a re really cool texting case study. This was not from a software. This was like the first ever, like big deal I ever did. It like changed, it literally changed my life. Um, and I did a bunch of deals before that, but I remember like this deal taught me what was possible about this business. And I was, I was kind of young too. It was a couple of years ago now. It was 2019, I think. So I remember I found a vacant house online. And it looked like it was in Nanuet in Rockland County and it was a shithole. And I'm like, oh, this, this, this seems interesting. This and my great. goal, yeah, <laughs> my goal was to make a hundred G's on one deal. Like I just, I made like some big deals before that, but I'm like, I want to make six figures on one deal and show myself I can do it. So I had a plan and I went at this thing like an animal every single day. And I sent this guy a text message on my cell phone. His name was Brian Maroney from South Jersey. And I'm like, hey, I want to buy five orchard, you know, would you sell it? And he's like, oh, that was my dad's house. Not a lay down, not desperate, not, oh my God, I thought the foreclosure took it back. None of that. He's like, I want to sell it. Followed up with him for like a week or two. I ended up meeting him at the property and we walked this property. And I remember I was like, this is, this is a good, like, this is a really good area, like right by Pearl River. Like, I'm like, this, this might be it. So he wasn't motivated though, which is the funny thing. He wasn't motivated at all, but the house was, it was kind of fucked up. Like there was mold and stuff. And so he's like, man, I know you got to make money on this house. Like I, I know it needs work. And I'm like, listen, Brian, what, what do you want to get for this house? And he's like, he originally told me, Michael, this is in Rockland County. So this is, this is like Suffolk County. <laughs> he goes, I want 140 for this house. And I almost fell over. This thing is worth like in the fours. And I'm just thinking like, this is a scam. There's no way. What'd you say? So how'd you respond to that? I, I said, listen, I don't know what the numbers are going to end up looking like, but if, if I was able to give you 140, like, can you even make a decision today? He's like, no, I can't. I got to talk to my girlfriend. So I didn't make him an offer. So let's, let's touch base next week. I don't want to, you know, jump too soon here. And we get on the phone and he says he wants 180 for the property or 185 or something like that. And I said the same thing. I said, Brian, if I could do that, what, what, what is your next step look like? He's like, if you could do 185 or whatever, I would sell this property. By the way, my original offer was going to be 200 to anchor. And you had room on that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I knew what I was doing at this point too. I was a pro. I wasn't like some newbie, you know? And uh, he's like, yeah, yeah. So I'll do it at 185. So we get this property. This is from a text message. And this guy got postcards in the mail from me. <laughs> it's funny. A lot of these people, they're like, oh, I got all these postcards in the mail. I'll go in the house and they're all mine. I'm like... <laughs> Anyway, uh, sometimes it's my friends, but usually it's mine. So he, we get this deal for 100, 185. I end up like doing a little rehab on it. I made 100, over 100 grand on it. And I remember I did that deal and it changed my life, right? By starting with a text message, turning into a lead, presenting an offer, closing on a deal. I ended up rehabbing it and selling it for over 100 grand. But like, that's the power of starting with the basics. It wasn't just, I'm going to do this once. I'm going to commit to this every day. I'm going to do the, do the work. And it changed my life, you know, and that, that really like increased my financial thermostat forever. Cause I knew at that point I was able to make the big money no matter how old I was. So if someone's listening to this, I'm not trying to brag or pound on my chest. I'm just saying that this business can change your life. It doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are. 
if you go out every day and do the work, inevitably you will have success if you're consistent. And in our opinion, text messaging is a very good way to do that. If you're starting, you don't have a million dollars in the bank because it is going to be relatively cheaper to get leads and make offers through the, the power of text messaging. So Michael, is there anything you want to add to this episode? I feel like we really covered a lot of ground today. I think, uh, I think we've covered it all. I think we're good. Awesome. Well, we're looking forward to the next marketing mini series where we'll, this, we'll, we'll uncover the next marketing channel. We're not even going to do a teaser here. We're going to probably come up, come up with it as we go. So we'll talk about the next marketing channel on our next episode. And I hope everyone has a great rest of their day. And I hope they are able to take this and apply it. Bye-bye.